Look at my butt. Show number 170 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Track. Welcome, butt fans. Here we are for another exciting show. And of course, as usual, we've got so much stuff that we didn't even think we were going to have two days ago. Because Bill is everywhere. Doing we should trademark that. <laughs> and some of the stuff he's been doing lately is just beyond belief. It, it's so Bill. But we'll get to that. We'll get to <laughs> that. He is becoming more and more Bill. He you is. Know, as, as time goes by, it's, it's just like he's being, I don't know, pared down to the essence <laughs> of Bill in his, his actions and everything. So we will save the best of that Bill stuff to the end of the, of the show. And believe mm-hmm. me, it'll be worth it for you guys to listen through to the end. You're really going to like this. You're really, yes, we're saving the best for last, but we have plenty of good stuff before that. Yeah. So um, let's just start out. Do you want to start with your list and then um, we'll get sure. through it and then we'll get to the Etsy segment. Okay. So the first thing, this was in uh, LA Times. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called herocomplex.latimes.com and it was Better Ways to Kill Kirk. <laughs> okay. And it was on Twitter, apparently, somebody called LA uh T Hero Complex said, what would have been the best way to kill James T. Kirk? Come up with a one great 140 character answer and we'll put it on Hero Complex. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll click through them and, and, and read some of them. Um, Kirk should have died locked in an epic battle of wills with an artificial superintelligence convincing it it didn't exist. <laughs> okay. But, you know, he's done that. He's done that several times. Yes. Um, have him go down. This is the one I like. Have him go down with his ship. It's nautical, heroic, and ties back to Roddenberry's Horatio Hornblower inspiration. Definitely. that I think that's the way he would have preferred to go. I actually. think so. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, <laughs> the best way to kill James T. Kirk? Obviously, boredom. Ways to achieve it? Assigning him to captain of an orbitable, <laughs> orbital, orbitable? orbital freight, freighter. Oh, but see, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if you did that because he would find ways not to be bored. And just by the fact that he's Captain Kirk on a freighter, it would mean that they'd instantly be attacked by aliens or a super intelligence or something like that because that kind of stuff just follows him around. It's it's very true. And as I wrote in a story about him, he is destiny's lightning rod. He is. He absolutely is. And wherever so. he goes, you know, trouble follows and, and he yep. defeats it. So assigning him to a freighter, sorry, it wouldn't work. No, no. I mean, you you could lock him in a in a vault, and still there would be a crisis in the vault. That, in the vault that he would have to solve. Himself. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Uh, here's one. Kirk should have died the way he lived in the sack with a green skinned alien and a tribble. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is a little. Pervy. Um, this I one, so. this one, I think is really good too. Kirk dies in a scenario that plays out like the Kobayashi Maru, where he somehow cheats by dying to save his crew. Mm-hmm. Yep, I could see yep, that. That's similar to the go down with the ship one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Give Kirk a really long speech to read. He'll draw it out even longer with dramatic pauses, long enough to starve himself. <laughs> 
<sighs> I'm just going to yes. do like two more. We're not going to do the whole list. Okay. Okay. Have Kirk Shatner appear in the new Star Trek film and let Kirk, new, <laughs> or known as Young Douchey, kill Kirk Shatner in a fist fight a la Gorn. No way. Oh, that's com- unbelievable. That would never happen. No. Never, ever happen. And, yeah, and the other ones would. Um, Kirk should die falling as a flimsy metal bridge collapses. Oh, no. On second thoughts, that would be total rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, yes, it it would. would. (laughs) So, you know, but fans, what are your ideas on better ways he could have died? Yeah. And I think um, going down with his ship, kind of done. So um, even though that's probably the best answer, see if you can come up with something different, more more creative. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, It's, you know, it's hard to say. He's so, so epic and has done so much that mm-hmm. it's almost hard to come up with what would actually defeat him. I mean, I don't want him to die of old age in the old captain's home. No, I don't think he would do that. I mean, no. he, he he wouldn't accept it. If he wouldn't accept being promoted to a desk job, he's not going to accept um, dying of old age. It's right. Just, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, okay. So next topic um, as did we discuss this in the last show that Bill has gone on Reddit now? Well, he's been on Reddit and then he got banned from Reddit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we want to talk about. Bill has been on Reddit and, you know, was pretty, pretty um, clueless about mm-hmm. what was going on there. But one of the really funny things that happened when he was first on it was somebody asked him about his tinnitus, which as you may know, is this ringing in the ears that really can drive you mad, and it's constant. Mm -hmm. And they asked him about it, and he said, I haven't cured it, I live with it, and have been able to deal with it by habituation. Um, And then a person named Transcendental Object says, sleeping with a fan helps, I find. (laughs) And Bill said, and blocking someone who suggests that helps me. And then the the person said, whoops, I meant an actual fan. (laughs) I've had tinnitus for years and years, and sleeping drove me nuts. A fan with spinning blades, that is, helps. (laughs) Ha ha. And then somebody right after that said, sexually oblivious Trekkie, is there no end to these stereotypes? <laughs> at least Bill put a little smiley at the end of yes, his, uh, yes. his blocking. So, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> it was. It was funny. I'm sure he's tried that. Oh, probably. You know, he's tried everything. Well, it's it's not like he would try sleeping with a fan (laughs) that's part of his life yes part of his that's true but um so let's talk about how he managed to get banned (laughs) but it's like he's been on reddit for what like two weeks and he got banned i think he got banned faster than that but to bill all this social media that he is now involved in and and you know, seems to be enjoying himself, uh, has one overriding purpose, which is publicity for his various projects. Of course. So he posted a link. And I don't even know what it was to. Do you know? No, because I didn't see it and I didn't read any more about it, just that he did something he shouldn't have done, so he got banned. Oh, dear. Yes, he posted a link to something and apparently... 
the commercial links or whatever are not allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably a link to his site or to um, the charity horse show, which is coming up. But anyway, so Bill is no longer on Reddit. Not allowed um, there. Unless they make a special exception for Bill, the most awesome person in the entire universe. <laughs> um, I just have to tell you that I'm, I was scrolling through the rest of the comments on Reddit where people were commenting on, on that exchange. Yes. And, and so someone said to the person who had posted the fan comment, dude, William Shatner just winked at you. You should just end your life. It's all downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like that. I think that's so awesome. That is really good. (laughs) So, uh, but but Bill is, you know, Twittering like mad. He is. And uh, so, you know, good for him. I mean... He's doing it. He's getting out there. He's trying to communicate with people. He's trying these newfangled technologies that he has no idea how they work or anything. But he's an explorer. He is. He absolutely is. He definitely is. And he said, or somebody was saying something about maybe he could start a subreddit. I don't even know what that is. Do you? Oh, it means, um, so there are big communities on reddit and then within them there are sort of sub communities and that's a subreddit so um you can have parts of you know if there was i don't even know because i don't know reddit that well but if there was a like a star trek one there would be subreddits for tos and tng and ds9 and i see and then within those there might even be subreddits for you know um, in TOS, it might be the difference between uh, the sh- TV show and the movies, mm-hmm. for for example. And they can get pretty specific. So, you know, okay. subreddits have to be approved, but then you can have them and people can, you know, talk about whatever they want to. Huh. Well, Bill apparently was fairly appalled by Reddit initially because I know. you can post, say, anything. And, uh, and Bill felt there were a number of... of very hateful things being posted there and um and racist comments mm-hmm. and he I, I was felt, just reading that yeah and he he his feeling was that you know that was inappropriate and there should be some sort of moderator but um i don't know i've never never gone on reddit so i don't really have an opinion on what goes on there yeah let's go on to to Q-Pops. Q-Pops. They're so cute. <laughs> well, we have, yeah, uh, these are these little Star Trek collectibles. <laughs> yes, more Trek crap. More Trek crap. And they're, they're little figures of uh, Kirk, Spock, and Uhura. Nice choice. I'm glad they put her there. Yes. And, well, those are the leads in the new movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they, they uh, are standing there. And um, they each have attached to them like a bubble, a sound bubble. Mm-hmm. And you get a marker so you can write things on them. And <laughs> the Kirk one has a big, big blaster phaser. He's pointing it. And what they have written on his little bubble is pew, pew, pew. Because <laughs> it actually looks like he's saying that. He sort of has his lips pursed. And, yes. And it looks like he's making a sound effect to go along yes. with the gun, which I really like. It's it's good. <laughs> But yeah. anyway, so those are going to be released in the second quarter of this year. They're nineteen ninety-five each. 
<laughs> you can um, sign up for a waiting list, and those will get the first chance to, I guess, pre-order. There isn't even a pre-order list. Four and a half inches tall. Each figure is made of high-quality PVC and includes a word bubble and a marker so that quotes or, quotes, sound effects can be added. It's very funny. I noticed um, they said above that that this company that's producing them, which is called QMX, um, mm -hmm. will have a whole line of, of things, and they'll have plushes and PVC figures and other novelties. So look in your... Um, local Trek crap store because apparently there's going to be a whole new wave of Trek crap coming from this company. Oh, oh it's just so exciting. Yeah, because <laughs> we need more Trek crap. And can I just tell you how annoyed I am that the gift that I purchased for you back in December, mm -hmm. which was supposed to ship in January, is still not shipping yet. And now it's almost the end of February. It, I bet this is going to turn into the same thing as that cool little bear I tried to get. Oh, I'm so annoyed because... It, it's a thing, and I want you to have it, and it's just taking too long. <laughs> it's a thing, and you want me to have it. Well, I, can't I love tell that. You what it is. And speaking of things, um, yes. I, I'll just to, to um, break into the list that you had kindly put That's together. Okay. Um, I got a note, uh, an Amazon alert, that the Blu ray collection of TOS. Right. was on sale for about $100. I think it was $107. And I sort of hemmed and hawed, and I asked you what I should do, and you were like, buy it. <laughs> yeah. So, what am I going to say? Don't yeah. save your money. <laughs> so I bought it, and it came, and the case was broken. Oh. Do you remember, like, the, the very first um, collection that I had gotten of the high-definition DVDs? The yes. case is broken. It was broken yes. just like that. So now I have to send it back and get another one, but I was all oh, excited geez. about it, and it came, and I'm like, oh, look at this broken plastic all over the place. So oh. disappointing. So, so that was annoying. That was I was all excited, it came, and then I was I was big frowny face because it was broken. I bet. Jeez, that sucks. Yep, and it wasn't even packed very well. You know, those things are fairly fragile, the plastic that they make them out of, the jewel cases. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was like in a box with a piece of newspaper crumpled up around it, and that was it. Well, that sucks. Yep. So I'll Was it from wait. real Amazon or someone on their marketplace? No, it was from someone else. It was from another company. But I only mm. ever buy things from places that have, you know, like a 99% um, satisfaction rating, and this place right. only had that. So it was hmm. no problem sending it back. But I just I want the DVDs. I want to see. Yeah. You know, you're certainly having shipping difficulties, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. was very annoying. Anyway. Okay, well, the next thing is these vintage Star Trek ads. Yeah. Now, these are, these are different than um, the, the episode posters, mm -hmm. which we've, we've been talking about. This is um, as, as just us. Okay, it says artist Matt Wiley sent us some awesome vintage Star Trek ads that are just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you were around at the time these mimicked ads were in the market or just watch a lot of Mad Men, I'm sure you will appreciate it. And the first one just knocked me out. Isn't it amazing? It's so beautiful. It is a, a beautiful rendering of, you know, mountains and snow, and then this, this building down lower corner, three little tiny figures, mm -hmm. and then in small letters it says, Ski Rurapentha. <laughs> it's, it's so amazing, and it is really done in that sort of 50s stylized 
um, vacation travel poster. poster. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. It is really wonderful. Um, then uh, the next one is like a, a car ad. It is. It looks like a, a Chrysler ad. Yes, for the Enterprise. Yes. And it says, we've given her all she's got. And then there's beautiful drawing of the Enterprise. And it says, even though there's a deep-breathing, big-muscled antimatter injector under the hood, there's more to Constitution class performance than just horsepower. You see, we remember you've got corners to turn and bumpy asteroids to fly through and Klingons to fight. So we harnessed our husky dilithium antimatter core to a crisp handling, smooth riding, utterly responsive chassis, and then made available our super plasma warp drive, so silkily efficient, you'd hardly suspect it's putting planets behind you so quickly. But enough talk. Time for action. Ask your dealer about the Constitution luxury class. It's so cool. And then with the, the word enterprise is down in the yes. bottom, and it's done in a very 50s kind of font with the little oh, yes. sparkle for the eye. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then um, this last one, why don't you go ahead and read this? This one. <laughs> The doors are what's cracking me I up. I know. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a, um, a picture, a drawing of the bridge of the Enterprise, except it's sort of been transformed into almost um, a, a circular lounge, <laughs> I guess. I was thinking kind of like a circular automat. Yeah, but it's it's very loungy And they have all these mag tapes. They have mag tapes, and then there's a big... Um, sort of globe light up at the top right over the captain's chair and the captain's chair is actually like a recliner chair that your dad would sit in you know yep <laughs> yep so it says new as today with a touch of tomorrow series 1701 you'll thrill to the exciting new beauty of the new command collection by enterprise this is the newest concept in modern bridge styling built-in units with a furniture look as designed for enterprise by matt jeffries it's great the contemporary cabinet work is made of the finest titanium finished in vinyl as shown and in striking modern colors leg stanchions are anodized stained tit- uh, aluminum everything's where it should be attitude and pitch controls at tabletop height surface unit controls including one for new ultra long range sensors are built right into the command console all firing controls can be set without hassle. Um, gleaming in brushed chrome, easy to clean as a, a deuterium <laughs> plate. For modern decor, Series 1701 is the answer for you, whether the mission is small or a continuing voyage. Yep. It's just so cool. Um, I like the fact that the women are wearing um, sort of uh, T-shirts and black skirts. Mm-hmm. As yes. opposed to the the one piece dresses, and that in yes. fact um, there are, look like there are three women who are working there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I really like is <laughs> the people coming yes. through the door. Yes, into the lounge because um, well because the guy he's very Mitchellish I think. Mm-hmm. You know he's he's kind of leaning on it and I you know, know. Hey, hey babe you know and she's standing beside him we can't really see the expressions on their face but she's she her physical attitude to me says oh for god's sake bug off Mm -hmm. um but the doors look like those 60s room dividers oh they do they absolutely (laughs) do they're just awesome i love it and you know the best thing about this is that the chairs 
are the chairs from the Enterprise. Yes. You know, it's those tulip chairs that, that they actually just pulled out of, you know, department store showrooms mm-hmm. um, all across Los Angeles. And they are the perfect um, jumping off point for this kind of view of the bridge. Yes. It is yep. really wonderful. There's one more, but it's not showing up on my screen. I know. The link is broken. So, oh, you know, we don't bad. know what that is. But the, the three that are there are just wonderful. But oh. I tell you, that ski rura pentha. It's that awesome. Is, that, oh, that just really knocked me out. Yep. These are so I, well done. I love it when people do stuff like this. So oh, good. yeah. Yeah. They, you know, it's. Like we were, you know, talking in the last show about Bill's documentary that, you know, taking this and, and uh, you know, taking that mythology and making mm-hmm. it your own and doing things with it is, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, and, and I love the fact that um, people make their own kind of art out of it. You know, it, it's not mm-hmm. slavish to the original. They're just using it as an expression of, of ideas that they have and um being so finely crafted as well you know gosh you yes. and I have seen such a lot of bad fan art it's so nice to see some stuff that's really beautiful yes and to see somebody really putting a, a great interpretive spin on it like yeah. when that um art gallery in Canada did the bill show oh yeah I mean there was such gorgeous stuff in that and and so so creative and different and unique mm-hmm. it, it was wonderful so um these ads are very very cool. Yes. Now this next thing is an article. I believe it's a newish article, but I think we may have talked about this once before. It says surprisingly red isn't the most dangerous color you can wear aboard the Starship Enterprise. And the picture is a whole bunch of red shirts standing around looking at a door. I'm trying to figure out what episode that is do you have any idea i think it's from day of the dove oh okay i think they're standing outside the engine room where all the klingons are oh okay um so the first paragraph says even those who haven't watched much or any star trek (laughs) no red is the most deadly color you can wear in the 23rd century the nameless, disposable, very easily killed security slash engineering guys all wore red shirts in the original series, which led to red shirt becoming a widely used term for any character who's obviously about to bite it. So, um, but they did some research, crunched the numbers, and it turns out the most dangerous color to wear is gold. Matthew Barcelou of Significance Magazine counted up all the on-screen deaths during Star Trek's original three seasons. There were 24 red shirt deaths, nine gold shirt deaths, and seven blue shirt deaths. So red equals dead after all. But according to the blueprints officially endorsed by Paramount, the Enterprise has a crew of 430. 200, or, yeah, 239 are red shirts, 136 are blue shirts, and 55 are gold shirts. Uh-huh. In other words, the show depicts a lot of guys in red dying, but there are more guys in red to begin with. Mm-hmm. All in all, 5.1% of the Enterprise's blue shirts, 10% of its red shirts, and a whopping 13.4% of its gold shirts died over the course of the original series. So there you have it. Wearing gold on the Enterprise is slightly more dangerous than red, although honestly, the ship's casualty rates are pretty bad no matter what color you're wearing. <laughs> As was the plot of, of Scalzi's red shirts. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, 
Um, there, there are a few comments. Somebody said, if you factor in TNG and beyond, they're screwed um, because gold became the color of engineers and security then. And somebody says, really, if you want to play it safe, you should be a blue shirt. But what's the fun in that? <laughs> well, you know, in a way, I guess, um, I don't know, being gold means that you're you're like on the officer track, right? Yes. Cause, the, cause it's the, the, the command color. It's the command color. So you would think that it probably is a more dangerous position to be in because mm-hmm. – in Starfleet, being command doesn't mean that you sit behind a desk. It means that you're actually doing, like, a lot more hands-on kind of stuff, and you're leading away teams, and you're doing, you know, a lot of investigating, and that would be more dangerous. Yes, yes. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, if you're Kirk, you're not going to sit there and just send people out to check stuff. Yeah, of course. You want to be there. you got to be yeah. in charge. you got to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you're Kirk... And the woman in bed with you says, honey, I think there's somebody downstairs. <laughs> you don't send her to check. Oh, no. You, you, no, you you hustle on down there and, you know, um, do a flying leg kick off the stairway. <laughs> even, right? if it, even if it means putting a hole in the wall of the den. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how these things go. Exactly. Oh, okay, now, here's a piece of Star Trek crap mm-hmm. that rather confuses me. It is a Star Trek pocket watch. This was on Craigslist. I don't know what possessed me to go to Craigslist <laughs> and see what kind of Trek crap they had. <laughs> but I did. And it's a unique Star Trek pocket watch, and it's $189. Yeah, I see that. And it's a very unusual, I'm reading, Fossil Limited Edition Star Trek pocket watch. The baddest pocket watch I have ever screen, seen. Baddest it screams, Yeah. <laughs> it screams, future! <laughs> Beautiful black face with gold bezel and heavy chain. Cool packaging. Limited to just 1,000 pieces worldwide, this is number 150. Brand new and mint with COA. A must for Star Trek collectors. New battery. Now, here's the thing. It's shaped like the the Star Trek Chevron. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's kind of cool, but it, it's a pocket watch. And... As far as I can figure, most people, even nowadays, much less in the 23rd century, don't wear watches <laughs> at all. Yeah. We're all getting the time off our cell phones. This is true. And um, this is put together in such a way that it could be rather difficult to tell what time it is. I, I would have a terrible time figuring out what time it is. Like, my the watches that I own must have numbers on them because I just mm. cannot tell the time if there's no numbers. I, mm-hmm. I'm like staring at it, trying to figure it out. And I love, you know, the, those like the Movado Museum watches are so beautiful and stuff. But I would be completely <laughs> flummoxed by that. And this has no yes. numbers. It has no numbers at all. Um, it has the um, the star that's in the middle of the, the insignia that the Enterprise folks wear. And then the mm-hmm. hands are on top of those. So it's actually really hard to see where the hands are. Like, well, it, and the the, 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 um, the hour hand, God, I'm forgetting what they're called, is small enough that whenever it's over any part of the star, and because it's not a different color, mm-hmm. you can't see it at all. I know. It's ridiculous. So I'm thinking that this is one of those 
expensive pieces of Trek crap for people mm-hmm. who, who must have it and they would never actually use it as a watch. They would buy it and they would put it in the, um, do you see the box that it comes in, which is also yes. the shape of the Chevron? And they would put it up on the shelf and that's where it would mm-hmm. stay and they'd never actually use it. Unlike my Captain Kirk wristwatch, which actually <laughs> does tell time and has been worn to cons. Yeah, this is yes. not that kind of thing. No. But it is very expensive, and it's very sharp-looking. I it mean, is. If, you, if you want it, you know, for something to have on your shelf, I mean, good, but they're not going to be wearing pocket watches. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> By then, they'll all have, you know, built-in cyborg things that tell them what time it is. <laughs> it's interesting that it's a fossil watch. I just bought my first fossil watch. I really like it. Oh. It's, it's big. It has big numbers, oh. so I can see it. Big numbers, yay. Yeah. Well, I don't even uh, uh, have a watch anymore, mm. so... Mm. So um, the last thing on my list I think is so fantabulous. This is an art show going on in Los Angeles right now. I believe it runs till March 8th. If you're in Los Angeles, go get this. This is at the Q-Pops store and mm-hmm. art gallery. Oh, and wow. they have, it runs till the 2nd of March. Um it says, within you will find all sorts of Star Trek art, beautiful, quirky, sexy, and every other adjective you could imagine. Um, if, like me, you happen to not live remotely close to L.A., then don't feel too hard done by, as many of the artists contributing work to the show are online, too. Here are a few of my favorite pieces, continues after the jump, starting with my new favorite bit of Star Trek art ever, the ingenious TOS Bridge by Jasmine Lai. Wow. And again, this is beautiful Star Trek art um, re, reimagined mm-hmm. through the prism of this, this person's own artistic instinct and, and, um, and creativity. And it's a, a beautiful circular thing. It's like if the bridge were seen sort of from above. Yeah, yeah. But there's, you know, Spock and Uhura at their stations. Here comes McCoy with, well, probably cocktails uh, in front of the red like, doors. Yes. Doesn't it? <laughs> there's um, people beaming in and out, so it's not quite the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the center, there's, you know, Kirk on the chair. Yep. Looking all and, captainly. Uh, looking all captainly. And there are um, Sulu and, and Chekhov at, at their stations. But it's just, it's it's really beautiful it really is it's it, and the colors are, are really nice too it's good now the next oh the ne- i was going to say and the next one. Oh my god this one it says cassandra heller's sumptuous take on trek this is actually just one section of a larger piece you can see some other checks chunks on heller's tumbler but this is so gorgeous, and the the colors and the, the 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 way the characters are drawn reminded me very much of Disney's Sleeping Beauty. It looks exactly like that. That's what I was thinking too. Oh, it's just and, so nice. It's so and sweet. what it is, it's in these beautiful, beautiful colors, and it's Kirk about to kiss an Indian maiden, so mm-hmm. we can assume it's Miramani. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't understand, but I guess because it's part of a larger piece, is maybe the episode art sort of overlaps yeah is this woman down in the lower left corner who's watching who's watching but i believe she is um one of the people veils people oh yeah you're right yeah yep 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 i think you're right so um but oh my god that is so so gorgeous it is and you know i really like the way she's drawn 
Miramani, even though she's much shorter than, than mm-hmm. her, she is the one putting her arms around him. Yes. Like yes. his arms are sort of in towards his body and she's got her mm-hmm. arm around him. And her eyes well, are and open I, and his eyes are closed. I love the way she's drawn like the leaves in the trees yeah. and the foliage around them. And it's just, it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then it says, the next one is a super cute This Side of Paradise illustration from Joey Chu. And um, This Side of Paradise is one where Spock hangs from a tree mm-hmm. and with um, Jill Ireland as his girlfriend. So there are the, the two of them really smiling at each mm-hmm. other. And he's handing her some flowers. And there's the Enterprise and the, the constellations yeah. and the moon above. It's very, very nice. I like that one. Um, and then I, I have to mention that um, the poster that we had talked about several shows ago, um, Dusty Abel, who put in like every TOS character into one giant poster, is part of the show as well. Yes, yes. If you scroll further down, that is that is so amazing. Yeah, love um, that. There's a really cute, funny one of Spock and, and Data, Data building their own little model <laughs> Enterprise. Yep, I like that one. They're good. Um, there's the first and last Tribble to join Starfleet. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> it, it's sort of a Tribble with a, um, a uniform. Yes. If you, yes. Can, if you can do that. <laughs> So there are just some beautiful things here, and um, if you want to click through to um, Cassandra Heller's link, you can, and see more of hers. And these are all wonderful, but I swear that one just took my breath away, and I had the same reaction as I did the first time I saw that, oh, God, I've slept with Jim Kirk again in the the comic book, because the colors are so wonderful, Uh captures the moment so beautifully, and um, this this is just fantastic. It's gorgeous. I'm I'm so in love with that image. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Really, really wonderful. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad. You know, excuse me, I noticed that um, they said at the bottom, hold on. there are 80, eight, zero artists who are taking part. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing number of artists. That's yes. like, uh, I can't believe how many people they got to participate in this. Mm-hmm. That's, I, it would be great if they had, well, maybe they will have a book at the end that has images of all the um, stuff that they're showing. Uh, yes, something like that. Yeah. But um, listeners who are in the L.A. area, please, please, somebody go to this uh, report on it for us. It's, uh, again, at the Q-Pop Gallery store. It's called Beam Me Up. It'll be there till the 2nd of March. And um, I just clicked through to see if we can find an address. Uh, store, gallery. Let's see. I do not ease. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh no, so you're gonna have to find that out on your own. So you know, show sh- you know, show show a little gumption, you know, a little initiative, and go check that out. But I'm in love with that image. Oh, it's it's wonderful, beautiful, yay, yay! It's kind of oh. washed a lot of the trick crap images out of my brain. So. Oh, well, shall we take a little break? Yes, let's take a little break. All right, and then we'll come back, and um, maybe we should do the Etsy stuff. I'm thinking we should. All right. Okay. Space. 
the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We love our listeners, and we want to hear from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com and comment at the blog at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast produced on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. Let's get started with Etsy. Yay! Etsy Yeah, we need a theme song for the Etsy segment. Yeah, because it, it deserves its own little, um, you know, drum roll, please, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Etsy segment now, we've got some good stuff and we have some bad stuff. And it's all sort of mixed together. So we'll just go okay. through them one by one. Now, the very okay. first item is the... Um, Star Trek artist, artist, sorry, artist proof animation cell, William Shatner, Kirk, Leonard Nimoy, Spock. And um, it's an animation cell from the animated series, obviously. And it costs $185. It has a certificate of authenticity, so you know it's the real thing. But what I wanted to point out here is, A, Kirk looks like he's about to puke. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he's, he's, you know, gotten an Andorian blood transfusion. Because he's kind of blue. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing is that the way Spock is standing behind him is really suggestive looking. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you wanted to fuck someone who's about to puke. <laughs> that's kind of the way he would do it. And I just thought, man, that's inappropriate. <laughs> just really, really, I'm really trying to see if it... Uh... There, there's no information. If it really. tells you what episode, oh, it says Spock is trying to help Kirk, who is sick. Well, that's not what he looks like he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Jim, put your head between my knees. Exactly. <laughs> Spock is trying to fuck Kirk, who is sick. That's what it looks yes. like to me. Anyway, um, so that was number one. Now, number two is a thing I actually kind of like, even though it's super cheesy. Um, okay. Captain Kirk glitter art. <laughs> okay, I remember glitter art. I know, isn't it awesome? So yes. it's, it's a it's a, a headshot of of Kirk, and someone has done it entirely in glitter. So the black is black glitter, and there's some silver glitter for the highlights, and then the background is in a beautiful blue glitter. Yes. Um, it says nine by twelve glitter art coolness of the original Captain Kirk, William Shatner. There are no prints here. All of these are original pieces. Every piece is one of a kind. This is not glitter that has been painted. Each individual color is done one at a time. Some colors are achieved with very fine glitters, which give me the ability to have a greater variety of color gradations. Some colors are in liquid form and are applied by squeeze bottle. When completed, each piece is sprayed with a light poly clear coat. And this costs uh, $35. But it's really nice looking for a piece of glitter It is art. really cool. And you know what it is? It's the picture of Kirk, Kirk that Spock has in his glittery quarters. <laughs> um, I did notice that this same person has also done a glitter portrait of Spock um, on their website. In, in their oh. Shop. Yeah. Um, but I like the Kirk one better. But I just thought it was so cute. Glitter art. 
It is, and it's you know when I saw the thing glitter out, I thought, oh my god, what are we going to be looking no, at? No, but it's um, good. It's it's, it's actually very very nice. Yeah, so it looks just like him. So that was okay. Cool. What is this next thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll read it to you. Okay. All, all it says is Star Trek: The Original TV Series, and then you click through, and it's a mannequin, a female mannequin, that's got magazine pictures and photographs and stuff I guess sort of plastered to it Mm -hmm. it says photo montage mannequin life size of Star Trek the original TV series with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock and the crew of the USS Enterprise which is spelled wrong and their mission there is also spelled wrong to go where no man has gone before entire mannequin covered with rare photo montage imagery also spelled wrong from individual shows front to back to into the final frontier quite a find for that eclectic soul lost in the universe of one's mind well it's twelve hundred dollars i know Isn't that oh outrageous? my god i was gonna say okay this is not anything i would want in my home but it could have its place in some sort of offbeat modern art show yeah yeah but i guess it's weird looking though it's weird i so, wonder if that sells i mean if this person i don't know apparently this is excuse me this is what they do so looking at their shop that's what they sell are these mannequins that have been mm-hmm. photo montaged um i was sort of amused to see on the front of the mannequin, that there's a really nice picture of Kirk right on the throat area. Mm-hmm. But then, um, if you look down a little bit, um, there's on the on the left breast is that picture yes. of Chekhov screaming. I <laughs> did, I just noticed that. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, it is a little little weird, but. You know, it's very strange, and and you know, it's not. And Gary Mitchell sort of on the belly. Yeah, so. I see that with, with <laughs> Dr. Daner. It, it's not meant to. Guardian be... of Forever should have been on the crotch. Yeah. So I was gonna say it's. It doesn't look like the design of it is meant to be sexual in any way. It's just Mm-mm. art. They just took it and they slapped all these pictures on. And I'm looking at the stuff that's on the butt. And, yes. Uh, there's a picture of Kirk on one of the Botox. Uh, yes. oh, oh, look, there's Spock and the Romulan commander on the back, too. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and there's Kirk and O'Donna. I see that. That's cute. Yes, yes. So, anyway, it's a weirdo thing. 1200 bucks. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, next time I have 1200 bucks to throw away, I'll be sure and come here. Yeah. Wow. Now, the next item is something that I was thinking I, I might actually buy this because <laughs> it's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because first of all, it's only ten bucks. It's only ten bucks, and what it is is a notebook, a spiral ring notebook, and the front and the back covers are from the VHS copy of Where No Man Has Gone Before episode. So someone took the 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 liner from the um, the you know the box that a VHS would right. come in, and they flattened them out, and they presumably pressed them in plastic or something, and used it as the front and the back covers. So there's that nice picture of um, Mitchell being manhandled in the transporter room on the front. When he says, I'll squash you like Like bugs. Right. Or insects or whatever. Yep. And then there's pictures of him on the back as well. So I just thought that was cool. I was like, that's actually a pretty cool idea. 
Oh, okay. Gee, maybe we should have kept all those VHS tapes I had and made them into notebooks. And again, this person, that is what they do. I see they sell Pokemon ones and other kinds, <laughs> all kinds of notebooks. Wow. Okay, wow. two more. Now we're going to look at something stupid, and then we're going to look at something fabulous afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this next thing says, Star Trek necklace, USS Enterprise, um, geek jewelry nerd gift. So <laughs> it's a little, little tiny Enterprise um, made from a vintage micro-machine USS Enterprise. And here's the thing that really got me. It says... Mounted onto a ribbon thong. Okay? It's not mounted. Okay. It's hung. It's hung. Somebody took a little hook and hot glued it onto the front of this thing and then stuck a piece of ribbon through it, and they're calling it a necklace. Yes. Like, is that the laziest it's, kind of crafting or what? <laughs> it's tacky. It's awful. And it's really tacky. It's too big to wear as, like... You know, I could see if you were really into Star Trek, maybe you would want to have a very small, like a, a Enterprise made out of silver or pewter or something that was mm-hmm. maybe like an inch long or something. You know, that might be okay. But this thing is honking big. It's like three <laughs> inches long. And, you know, the nacelles <laughs> stick up at the top, so it's not like you could wear it under anything. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. No, that's that's bad. That's definitely bad. It says can be boxed or and packaged for the ultimate gift, um, but I would advise people not to give that as the ultimate gift. I think that would be a no. bad gift. Bad. That and that would definitely not be an ultimate gift. No, not at all. Nowhere near. So that that's bad stuff. Now this is the best thing, and I just love this. Um, it's a, a photograph, and you can buy it. Um, I believe as a photo. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a print. I don't know what the size is on this. So I did a little bit of investigating, and the guy, it, it's by a professional photographer, and his name is Philip Bono, or maybe it's Philippe Bono, I don't know. Uh-huh. And he takes really interesting pictures. He's got an, a big site on Flickr with all his photography, and he has this whole series called Heroes and Villains, in which he's sort of gotten people to pose as either heroes or villains from comic books and from movies but he's done mm-hmm. them in really interesting ways like with beautiful colors or with interesting poses um and he uses men exclusively so even men um dressed as women for most of the women superheroes in right comics. right and wonder woman is this guy who's sort of really large and and um i don't know it's just great it's done with a real sense of humor but also mm-hmm. sort of um transgressive in some ways and I just saw this picture and I thought it was the funniest thing so um, it's called Heroes and Villains issue 3 variant number 1 and it's a picture of two guys one of them is Spock and one of them is Kirk the guy who's Kirk is wearing like a short sleeved shirt and he's got (laughs) a bottle of Romulan ale in his hand and he and Spock (laughs) are kind of making out in the background kinda (laughs) and in the front and foreground there's like a table and you can see the three-dimensional chess set is sitting right mm-hmm. there and it's a big old drag queen Ohura, who yes. has got um a stainless steel bowl and who is looking at the reflection of kirk and spock making out in in the bottom of the bowl so she doesn't have to turn around and look at them and she's just <laughs> got this expression on her face like oh look what's so boy. <laughs> that is amazing but the kirk 
guy is sort of beefy, you know. He looks like a, a, fr- a frat boy. He does. Uh, it's just, it's the funniest thing. I just love it. Oh, my it. God. That's and great. It's so, so, so funny. And it's just, it's a beautiful photograph, too. I mean, the color is good and the lighting is good. And it's sort of, I guess it's a set that they made up that has what look like mm-hmm. the sliding doors and some sort of yeah. art there and, and an interesting looking ceiling. I don't know how they managed to do that, but it's just so, so funny. I love it. I just think it's, it's great. It's great. Wow. <laughs> That's a real find on Etsy. That's amazing. Um, so I will use that as the picture for this episode, but everybody should have a look at it. Awesome. This episode needs two pictures because I want that picture of Kirk and Miramani. Oh, okay. I'll put that up too. Got to have two pictures on this episode. Two it's pictures. that good an episode. It is. Something not on the list, but I wanted to bring up quickly. Yes. Bill is going to appear at Shore Leave. Oh, yeah. Shore Leave. We should talk about Shore Leave. Shore leave, and we will be giving you more information as we get it, is a fan-run con. Mm-hmm. It's um, in Towson, Maryland. It's in August, so it's humid as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, at this huge hotel, Shore leave basically takes the whole thing over. But they never get big names because I think – I don't know how they got the money together to pay Bill. But uh, Shore leave is where I uh, first met Gary Mitchell or mm-hmm. Gary Lockwood. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway – that is a huge event that they that they are having Bill. And also, um, it's a very cheap con to go to. Mm-hmm. The admission is very cheap. You pay an extra $20 to go see Bill, which still makes it cheaper than going to Creation Con. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be getting you more information on that as we have it. But that yeah. was just recently announced, and it's so exciting. Yeah, it's good. And we're also looking into the possibility that we might be appearing there. Who knows? Really, yes. Okay, um, we want to read a couple of fan emails yes. because we love when you guys write to us. And we just love your emails. They are so funny and well-written, and they're just delightful. They we love hearing from you, and, yeah. and, you know, your news of Bill is everywhere is, is so fantastic. Okay, um, this one, again, or this first one came from Mark Thomas, who has written to us before, and he says, Hi, LT and JK. While enjoying the LAHB overview of Star Trek board games, I heard from Beyond the Sanctuary of my earbuds, the eight-year-old boy under my care asking me to play this game with him. See, attached. And the picture he's attached is a picture of this Star Trek board game. Mm -hmm. And it says, a strategic game of logic, trivia, and chance that will engage, I think, all the senses. And the picture on the the cover is, of course, Bill, you know, uh, Captain Kirk and Spock doing the Vulcan hand hand jive and the Enterprise flying right on top of Kirk's head. But, um, whoops, the the board is this sort of uh, latticey thing. And uh, there are some pieces on it. And so I wrote back and I said... Did you play this? <laughs> and here's what he wrote back. This is so good. I have to get a drink of water. It says, yes, we play often. Interestingly, the game board sports the chicken wire fencing pattern or unrolled carbon nanotube that served as interior partitions for TOS crew quarters. Movement in the game is multidirectional and determined by the throw of a single die. 
There are picture cards with trivia questions on the back, little chipboard text plaquettes representing phasers, warp drive, shields, etc., as well as little chipboard movie-era Delta badges. The boy I usually play with, his parents retain my services as his and his autistic brother's personal valet, (laughs) has constructed a Byzantine structure of gameplay, which may or may not mirror what the designers of Star Trek the game intended. We found it at one of Portland's Goodwill stores, so the product was not intact upon purchase. Good for you. Make up your own rules. No matter. The important thing (laughs) is that young minds are being instructed in the superiority of Star Trek over Star Wars and the primacy of Shatner's Enterprise over the rest of the fleet and franchise. Mm -hmm. Also... I can win this game <laughs> because I know the trivia. <laughs> I don't stand a chance playing chess, Stratego, or Monopoly against the conish augmented like powers of Aspergant future men. <laughs> That's great. Mark, thank you so much for that report. And if you care to share with us more of the rules and and conventions of this game, we would love, love to know about it. Oh, that's so funny. That's wonderful. I love it. And I love that they bought it at a thrift store. That's the best part. Yes, that that is is really good. Um. Oh, and, and then I, I wrote back to him and asked, can we share this on the show? And he said, absolutely, I'd be delighted. And then he said, incidentally, one of the boys in my anecdote cracks up whenever he sees the name of your show in my bookmarks folder. In 10 years, I'll let him listen to it. In five, he'll probably start doing so without my knowledge. <laughs> So fist bump to Mark and to his his little charges. I think oh, that's wonderful. That is great. Tell and you can tell them that we said that making up your own rules is the way to go because that's it's what Kirk absolute, would do. That's what Kirk <laughs> would do. They they are yes they are exploring their own Kirkishness and we're all for that. They're they're jamming the Kobayashi Maru in their own way. Yep. Now we got another letter. This one's from Samantha, and it says, "Hey, LT and JK." I've been meaning to drop you a line for some time. I wanted to let you know that I've been listening to your show since almost the beginning. Wow. And I'm always so happy to get another episode. Before your podcast came into my life, I was a Kirk fan. But after I started listening to you, I became a Shatner fan. I did see Get a Life on Netflix streaming. You remember we talked about it last show. And I thought it was one of the better Trek documentaries out there. It made me laugh and cry. I am a crier. (laughs) And it was so nice to see Bill out amongst the people. It made me miss being a part of the bigger Trek community because I don't get out to events as much as I used to. It was brilliant at reminding me why I love that community and the sense of fellowship it brings. Netflix also has Trek Nation up right now, but it is not as good. Rod Roddenberry made that one and just feels incomplete somehow. Hmm. Anyway, keep up the great work, and thank you from the bottom of my Trek-loving heart for keeping me entertained all of these years. Well, you're very welcome, Samantha. Oh, how nice. That's good. And it's good to have the tip-off about Trek Nation. Um, Yeah. That was something I had thought we should probably watch at some point. And, and mm-hmm. probably we should, but um, I, it doesn't need to be at the top of the list, certainly. 
Yeah, but I was glad to get somebody else's input on Get a Life. If the rest of you see that, or you know, or see Trek Nation, or any you know Star Trek related thing, we want to hear about it. You, you are our eyes and ears around the whole world. Although Bill is everywhere, we cannot be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's up to you to let us know about your Star Trek board games and movies and adventures. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep those cards and letters coming. Oh, it's great. Thank you. Thanks, Samantha, and thank Mark Thomas. Thanks, 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 thanks. Yes, yes. So now, should we take another little break? Oh, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back with the best of all. Yes. Oh, yes. This is the, uh, I've been so looking forward to this. <laughs> I don't understand about this thing we're about to talk about. Yes. How did this get made? (laughs) How did this get made? Oh, I have many questions about this. (laughs) This was brought to my attention via, uh, I think it was probably more Shatner. I was cruising through more Shatner. And um, this was a link that was in there, and it's called Brown Bag Wine Tasting. Yes. Now, there are other people who do this where they're wine experts, and they have a bottle of wine that's in a brown bag, and they taste it, and they talk about it, not knowing what it is. And then, you know, they give their honest opinion, and then the, there's the reveal at the end right. where you find out exactly what it is. So this is Bill doing it. And you know when Bill does something like this, it's not going to be anything like you've ever seen before. And, and also, that is Bill is not a wine expert, nor are the people no. he's talking to from the, the episodes we've seen. No, no, no. He's just, it's him and these people. Now, that was my first question is, how does he pick these people? Does he just walk off the street into their stores I, and say, hey, would you like to be on TV? I don't know. <laughs> I, You know, we have no background on this. And I saw him last night on the Craig Ferguson show. And we'll talk about that more in a minute because it relates to what we're about to, to discuss. Um, but he was, he, this is his podcast. Really? Yes, and he said podcast like it was a brand new word to him, and he was really proud of it. But it's not a podcast. <laughs> it's a video. <laughs> it's on WilliamShatner.com. And Th- this is a podcast. Look at his butt is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Hey, if Bill says so, we got to go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's redefined the word. Okay, so there are two episodes of this currently up on YouTube, and it's called Brown Bag Wine Tasting. They're about five minutes long each, and it's Bill going into a little shop or a boutique in Southern California, and he shares some wine with the person who's in charge of the shop, and these are independent little shops, mm-hmm. and they, they do the thing where they talk about the wine, but he gets the person who's tasting the wine to try to describe it in terms of whatever shop it is that they own, and then they do the reveal, and they talk about a few other things, and it's, it's quick. He sort of keeps things moving yes. along. So it's, it's pretty amusing. And it's just him and, I guess, the cameraman and the sound guy. So it's a, a tiny little crew. And the sound is kind of bad. You know, you hear the traffic going by outside. And um, the lighting isn't great and stuff. So both of the episodes that have been on here feature women. 
Um, one of them is uh, a shop called Beauty and the Best, and it's sort of a one-of-a-kind shop that has clothes and shoes and jewelry in it. And then the other one is called Bear Soul, and it's a shoe store. Right. That has, uh, what is it? It's like, oh, shoes made in America. And, handmade, you know, yes, yes. That. Yeah, handmade shoes in America. So um, the Beauty and the Best one was pretty good, and I, I like the way the woman described the wine. Yes. Um, in terms of the clothing. She was pretty eloquent. And Bill, I have to say, in both of these, Bill is just at his most charming. He is um, wonderful. Because I think partly because they're both women. Mm-hmm. Um, and partly because he's trying to put them at ease. Mm-hmm. He's just being his his interviewer charming self and getting them to talk and sort of prompting them. And just he's being amazing and, and so warm and friendly. And, and I have to say, he looks really good. He looked so good in those that I thought maybe he's gone and had a little nip and tuck. Uh, that's what I thought, too. I was like, did he have some work done? Uh, but then was, I saw was... him just last night on Craig Ferguson, and, you know, there there it is, you know, the, the, the double chin and everything. So, mm-hmm. boy, I don't know. Whenever they filmed that or whatever they had done, he looked fantastic. He, did, he, looked, he looked like he lost some weight. Yeah, he looked for one cute thing. and youthful and, Yeah. And he has his shirt unbuttoned, mm-hmm. one button lower than he normally would. Yeah. And hey, there's just a little bit of that nice chest hair showing, which is always nice to see on Bill. Um, he just is wonderful. I can't believe that he's 80-something mm-hmm. I mean, you would never know that by looking at him oh. or by listening to no, him. No, there's no way you would know that. Oh. So the one with the lady at Beauty and the Best is, is good. Mm-hmm. But the one where he's at the Bare Soul is unbelievable. <laughs> My so, mouth fell open when I watched that. I know I was making strange little eek, eek noises, and I had watched it several <laughs> times. So you all have to watch it. It's only five minutes long. And we'll put the link in for it. But you have to, like, no kidding, you guys, you have to watch this. <laughs> Here's what the thing that strikes me. Okay, we have posted the link to um, Out to Lunch, yes. the one where Bill's seducing the interviewer. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's not really clear who's seducing who. Yes. She is so all over him. Oh, my God. I mean, just from the first moment, the way she's leaning in. Oh, and she's staring at him. She's just locking her and eyes. And everything she says, at one point, Bill pretty much says, we're talking about wine, right? You know? <laughs> it's just loaded, loaded with innuendo. And I It's love beyond innuendo. <laughs> it says, on this episode of Brown Bag Wine Tasting, Bill visits a local shoe store owned by a woman named Sissy, who not only loves wine, but seems to have fallen in love with Bill as well. Mm-hmm. Watch the romantic sparks fly as Bill begs his guest for a rating on the wine they are sharing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the very first comment, the top comment says, this is basically the greatest thing ever. <laughs> God bless you, Mr. Shatner. Oh, oh well, man. tell them the, the really wonderful thing in the middle of the video. Okay. This is so, so good. <laughs> he starts out, they're talking, she's telling him about the store, and, they're, and their faces are like three inches apart, and she's just staring at him and, and everything. And so um, he hands her the wine glass, and then he's got the wine in the bottle, and they're sitting on a, like a bench. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the wine glasses are on a table. So he has to sort of shift things around, and as he's 
picking up the wine to pour it. He's talking to her, but he's almost whispering. Yeah, almost. Yeah, in a very, very low tone, like uh, it's, it's sort of a, a sotto voce. Like he's, yes, he's just doing it and really, like really not low. doing it for the show. Like he thinks they're going to cut that part or something. Yeah. And so the people who made this video helpfully put in subtitles. (laughs) And they are my favorite people on the whole planet now. Whoever said we should subtitle this. And he says this and he's stretching it out. So he says, um, I have to look at the subtitles. Okay. Have I told you that I'm so vitally attracted to you? I can barely pour the wine. (laughs) Drool, drool, drool. And she just looks at him. I just, I mean, I can't believe he said that to her. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says to him, I think, I know, with passion. Yes. (sighs) Oh, my God. They went in the back and fucked among the shoeboxes. I think they must have. Oh my I just God. can't believe that they got away with this. And then everything that she said about the wine, she was talking about how, so he's asking her to do it in terms of the shoes, and she's talking about the texture of calf skin, and then about, like, the tongue of a, <laughs> a, a shoe. And that's when he said to her, we're talking about the wine, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, a little tongue or a lot of tongue? You know, oh, oh. It, I, it is the most jam-packed, delightful five minutes you're going to see. <laughs> So, 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 so funny. we've learned a few things from this. Uh, he obviously doesn't mind if the woman is aggressive. In fact, it turns oh, no. him on. Yes. And that he is willing to uh, do this kind of, of really, uh, well, it's not innuendo. It's, it's text. It's not subtext. No, no. But that he will say things like, I am so vitally attracted to you. Who says vitally attracted? I mean, jeez. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. I just, I can't believe that he would say that. So imagine what he says to women when he's not being filmed. (laughs) Well, I like your comment. Does Liz know this is going on? That's what I want to know. I mean, clearly she knows that, that he's doing the series, but she, did she know <laughs> did that he had this little it? interlude with the shoe store woman? <laughs> Man. He probably soothed her with free shoes or something. Um, oh. <laughs> the, I want to bring up the Craig Ferguson show. Okay. Oh, can I just say one other uh, Yeah, because it ties into to the wine tasting, but go ahead. Can we be on this show? <laughs> That's what I'm going. I was thinking this would be a perfect show for you to be on because I know what you do for a living. And for you to describe wine to Bill in terms of that would be really wonderful. Oh, I just think we would be so good on this show. It would be it would be awesome. Well, we'd, anyway, we'd, we'd have to, to hang around Southern California looking thirsty, I guess, or something. I guess so. Well, he was on the Ferguson show last night. It wasn't the insanity it usually is when he's on. But he came out... Um, now, I, you know, he's been doing a lot of press on his new animated movie, Escape from Earth. Yes. And if you see any of these, you know, videos or, or on TV or something, he's got a cane. Oh, really? And I hadn't noticed No, that. and nobody knows why he has a cane. I mean, they didn't, the fan club people didn't know or anything. And he comes out and he's got a cane. This time it's like an out-and-out shillelagh. 
<laughs> it's huge. And Ferguson says Sorry. to him, are you on a walking tour? You know, what, is, what are you hiking? And he said, no, no, I have this cane. I have to have it for a couple of days. And Ferguson said to him, uh, well, what happened? And, and Bill just dismissed it. Usually if something happens to Bill, you know, there's a whole huge story, right? Oh, of course. There's a saga. Yes. And him, what happened? And, and Bill goes, oh, I got kicked. And that was the end of it. And I thought, Liz kicked him that hard after she saw this wine-tasting thing? But um, I'm thinking he probably got kicked by one of the horses. Yeah, that's what I was Because he did mention in one interview he had been to the emergency room. But um, apparently he has not yet built up a story around this. But he had brought a bottle of water in a brown bag because Craig Ferguson is very open that um, he had a very serious drinking problem, doesn't drink anymore. So they did, you know, a little bit like a, with, the, with the water in, instead of wine. And then Bill, uh, Bill shilled. And as soon as Bill, he goes, okay, yeah, do your thing. And Bill goes, okay, this new movie, Escape from Planet Earth. And, and Craig goes, good, okay, now you've done it. And Bill goes, I haven't even started. <laughs> so, um... But, you know, he, he did promote the brown bag wine thing a little. So here's the other thing I want to know is, like, who's paying for this? Um, I assume it's the wine companies, yeah? Well, you know, he does read the description of the wine afterwards. Um, I like that. In fact, I, I, was, I was telling somebody else about it, and I said, yeah. So they sample the wine, and then Bill reads the label. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Glad you have the scoop on this by reading the label. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who pays for this, but apparently um, it goes up on his website, WilliamShatner.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the funny thing is, you know, I've been following his Twitter feed, and I know you do too. He has not mentioned it on the Twitter feed. No, he hasn't mentioned it at all, which was why I was kind of surprised to see this thing just sort of pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, brown bag wine tasting. And again, I mean, do the people that he he picks to taste the wine, do they pay a little something to be featured? Because clearly it's good publicity for them. Yeah, it's good publicity for their stores. Yeah, you know, if we were in... God, I'd pay LA him to have we, that conversation that that woman um, had with him and whatever came afterwards. Yeah, you know... <laughs> If, if we're ever, wherever that shop is, I want to talk to that lady. I want to know. <laughs> she seems like the happened. type who would tell all, doesn't she? Oh, definitely. She would be all over the place. She'd be like, oh, let's sit down. Let, let's get some coffee and I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Bill was so vitally attracted to her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I swear, that gave me a hot flash. <laughs> it just, did. It just the, the way he said it and... Um, Oh yeah, that that was kind of amazing. So um, kind of, yeah. Oh, it's in. Let's see. I'm looking. I'm googling the name of the shoe store, and it's in Studio City, California. I don't even know where that is. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Maybe someone in Southern California can tell us Studio City. It sounds like one of those. Wait, were we in Studio oh. City? Isn't that where the uh, the the filming for uh, uh, Boston Legal was done? Wasn't that in? Is it? Is it that place? I think that they, was in they... Studio City. Oh well, there you go. There we've been. It's just around the corner from his house, or something. Well, no, that studio is far from his house because he oh. was talking um, to to Ferguson about um, when he was doing Boston Legal, and you know he said you know to to drive to the studio during rush hour was two hours each way. Um, and he said after five okay. years of doing that, it got really tired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, um, well, that's it. So the company is called Bear Soul, and it's uh, they have a website. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. B a r e s o. Do they say anything about you know check us out on uh, Brown Bag Wine Tasting? I'm I'm trying to access the blog, and for some reason, um, it's not loading up for me. But there's a picture of the the woman who's mm-hmm. there, sissy, um, and she's got a partner named Kate, and that they're the ones who run. So it. they had a threesome. Uh, maybe. Oh, they haven't updated it in since 2009. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, but listeners, go look at that. Definitely go look at that. Definitely go check out the the uh, the Trek art show if you're in the area, or at least go look online at, at the the artwork because it is wonderful. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, let us know if you're planning on being at Shore Leave. There's possibility we might somehow pull it together to get there. And uh, yeah. You know, a chance to meet our East Coast people. We would love to meet our East Coast people. And, of course, seeing Bill would be fantastic. Mm. Um, and you know, and we should sit right in the front row with two brown bags. <laughs> Bill, could we sample some wine with you, please? Yes. We've got the wine. It's right here. Mm. Oh, he well, is. Maybe we should go watch those videos. Yeah. He, yes. He <laughs> is so amazing. Just... Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, but listeners, that's all for this show. Yes, um, that's a lot. Homeworks, send us email. Check out all the things that we've been talking about. And um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with yet another show. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.